Welcome in, everybody. Good evening. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another episode of Bill's Allergy Live here on the Brooklyn Buffalo YouTube channel, Twitter page, and Facebook. We have some special guests tonight. Before we get to these fine gentlemen, I'm DM3. You can find me on Twitter at DM3 underscore B-I-B. And to my right, that is the co-founder, my partner in crime, A. Rich at King Merchants. You can find him on Twitter at King Rich underscore 987. The guy directly below me, good friend of mine, Jay Spence the King. You can find him on the Code of Conduct podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings network. And the guy, I don't, I'm never going to get this right. Over, over there. Practice that makes perfect. Voice, the buttery <laughs> voice of Joe Miller. You can find him on the Overreaction podcast, also on the Buffalo Rumblings network. And the two of them combined are the Hump Day Hotline on Wednesday night. Hump Day! Hump Day! Hump Day. Uh, Combined are on the Hump Day Hotline. Uh, great show on the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Fellas, how we doing? How we living? Man, we living. I'm loving life. How about you, Joe? Uh, it's Saturday. <laughs> I uh, cleaned my truck. Uh, McKenna had soccer tryouts for the travel team, and I laid around and watched Loki with her afterwards. So yeah, did did a whole bunch of nothing today for the most part. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little in my feelings. Like I got a I got a shirt, but. Everybody got on a fitted snapback something from Built in Buffalo, and I I wasn't part of the party. Like I'm sitting here with my Lee Evans with the I got the Bills drip, and y'all uh, with the with the Built in Buffalo. I, come on, man. What's Spence, after the show, let me know what kind of hat you want. I got you, man. I'm rocking. You know this. what? Any kind of hat I got, I got you, man. I got you. My, I got my hat because I because uh, D- DM3 picked up a coffee mug and drank out of this like legit coffee Shameless mug. Shameless plug. Yeah. And I was like, plug. I want a coffee mug, and somehow I got a hat. I asked for a coffee mug. <laughs> Got a hat. <laughs> he was like, "Nah, dog, you will get the hat. You, you got the hat. Be happy." <laughs> I don't want to force my coffee intake on anybody. So, I mean, a mug, hey, a hat. I don't know. I, I kind of weigh the <laughs> options there. Hey, Rich, what's up, man? What's going on? A beautiful Saturday. I've been spending the day trying to figure out how I can save money, but with three kids is it, and a wife, it that's that's <laughs> almost impossible. Good I'm trying luck, to save friend. money on a on a Saturday, and I spent the thousand dollars today, and I don't know where it went. <laughs> So that's that. That's basically my day. So interesting. It's interesting. like I almost yeah. rather go to work. I, I'd rather go because I'm not spending <laughs> while I'm working. You're earning, right? right? You're right, earning, right? I hear that. I hear that. Well, we got a packed show tonight. We're gonna do um, the usual intro to the show. Is this week in Buffalo? We're gonna do that. We got a bunch of little topics we're gonna talk about for a few minutes, and then we're gonna dive deep into the Bills running back roster. Um, each player, no stone unturned. We're gonna. Uh, discuss how we feel about each guy, about their impact on the 2021 season, seeing if they're going to actually make the roster, who's a fringe guy, who's a roster lock, things like that. Maybe who's who's a surprise. Um, hey, Rich, how's that comment section looking? If you, if you check that out for me real quick, I'm going to I'm gonna do something real not, quick. And not a problem. Let's start, it's actually starting to come in. What's going on, John? We got the there's some regulars in here. John, what's going on? Been a couple of days, Don. Got to work uh, extra for our, our kids' cribs. Okay, uh John is feeling how I'm feeling. He's spending just as much money as me. Dan, what's going on, Dan? Got Charlie in the house. Got got my boy. Let's talk. Seven one six uh, sports in the house. Uh, what's going on, Chris? How, how's everybody doing? Uh, we seem like we 
we're starting to get packed in here dm3 we're starting to get packed what you got for our first topic this you week? got the usual suspects it looks like already in the building all right so as you all know we i like to start the show with this week in buffalo and joe and spence you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna throw the first topic to you but first <laughs> I don't know if everybody saw this, but I'm going to throw this up real quick. So NBC Sports Edge ranked all the NFL GMs, and Brandon Bean came in fifth. <laughs> Who would like to take a stab at this one? Joe? Spence? It's laughable because of number one. Is there a worse GM in the league than Bill Belichick? Like, has he hit on a draft pick, on a number one, two, or three-round draft pick ever? I don't think gonna, so. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> no, no. How about no. that trade for Marvin Jones? How did that work out? Number one it, GM in the NFL. It, it did. It, uh, that, uh, Muhammad I'm, Sanu, I mean, second round pick for Muhammad Sanu. I, I don't no, know. That's the one. That's the one I'm thinking yeah. of, not Marvin Jones. Muhammad Sanu, you're right. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what? The only one that, that belongs there right now currently is number three. Oh, yeah. Brent oh, yeah. Beach. Everything oh, yeah, else, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I don't understand how it's a smart idea to uh, sign your tight end as your quarterback money and um, then sign Jameis as well because you moving for the future, right? Yeah, that works. Yeah. How about how about number two? Also, not having an offensive ah. line. So what they do in the first round of the draft is they take Najee Harris, who don't get me wrong, Spence and I wanted Najee Harris, but it, it's important to have an offensive line in front of the fattest quarterback in the NFL. So he lost weight. He lost weight. Yeah, he's we'll on his see. fence. <laughs> He's on the Spence. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not being a homer by saying Brandon Bean belongs higher on this list. I think that's what uh, we're all saying, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy, the guy that just won General Manager of the Year in the NFL is fifth on the list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of crazy. All right, next, next, next topic. I don't know if you guys saw the ESPN rankings for the future, which is I'm not sure how ESPN came up with this point system based off of roster depth, draft picks, the, the the age of the players, the contracts. But ESPN, top five teams for the next three years as far as their future. The Bills came in at number four. Anybody want to tackle this one? I'd shuffle it a little bit. It's not bad. I'd just shuffle it. Like I, I, They must be expecting Tom Brady to play for three more years because once he's gone, they don't have a quarterback behind him. I'd probably put the Bucks at five because of the quarterback situation, the Ravens at four, the Bills at two, and the Browns at, th at three. That's what I would do. Yeah. Hey, Rich, what do you think? I agree. I would definitely put uh, – I actually put, yeah, uh, the Buffalo Bills at, at number two. We have the, our head coach and GM in place for the foreseeable future. We have our franchise quarterback that's not getting out of Buffalo anytime soon. Our core players – are either in their prime or just entering their prime. So we put ourselves in a position uh, to have sustainable success for the foreseeable future. So I definitely would have the Buffalo Bills number two on this list. Spence, what do you think, man? I mean, both Joe and A plus. Like I'm with them. It's, I agree completely. It, you know, um, I, the list the list is fine to me. It's just the wrong order. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. Next. Next one. This one kind of stirred up a little bit of, I, I don't want to say animosity yeah. online, but if you look at, so this again from ESPN, top five offensive weapons rank, Bill's nowhere to be seen on the list. Um, 
this stirred up a lot of a lot of conversation because you have to look at all the weapons. You have to include the the running backs, which we're about to talk. That's why I wanted to include this one in in the show. So, which one of you guys wants to discuss? I mean, I don't know about Dallas number two. Spence, what do you think about this list here? Uh, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think um, the list is pretty accurate. Um, the thing is, there can be an argument to be made about the Bills being there. Obviously, they have one of the most prolific offenses last season so i'm not saying it as if the bills should be left off but what i'm saying is when you look at the dallas cowboys last season they didn't have their quarterback the season prior to that dak led that he led an offense that led the league in offense or you know what i mean like they have the best offense in the league yeah. uh the tennessee titans once you add julio jones i get that their defense is taking a step back so they may not be as good overall as a team but you're adding julio jones on the opposite side of of brown and then you also got that beast coming out the backfield you can't argue with that and and every single year i've been pounding the table about cleveland browns weapons i've been saying you give josh allen that as a rookie and josh allen is probably MVP twice already. Josh Allen has had one season with a roster that looks kind of sort of like Cleveland Browns has had his entire career so far. And it, it seems like they're getting better. They draft pretty well. So, you know, Cleveland, man, they're there. In Minnesota, you can't argue with that. Kirk Cousins just has to show up. Yeah, he 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 he's consistent, but he doesn't push the envelope. We need or they need him to do more in order to really so what I'm saying is that list you can't hate on. I can't. You know, in Tampa, I'm not even gonna address that. Tampa's the beat, you know, come on. Yeah, and the thing that speaks volumes on this list is each one of these teams has a running game. Yes. So, you know what I'm saying? So each one of these teams has a really stellar running game that something that the Bills lacked last year. Joe or Averitt, you guys want to chime on the, in, in on this one before we move on to the next one? Uh, I mean, for me, I, I would just say that for me, I would be antagonist, and I would say that the Buffalo Bills don't belong on that list. Uh, and a lot of it is because of the running back situation and the tight end situation. Another thing that all of these teams have is a tight end. And I don't know that we have a true tight end tight end as far as like one that's going to make, you know, headlines yet. Is Dawson possibly going to be there? We all hope so. Right. We've all got hope that Dawson is going to come to like turn into form this year. And then uh, obviously Jacob Hollister was was productive last year, but he's not. I don't know. For me, I, like I said, I'm going to play the antagonist role in this one and say that the Bills don't belong in this list. But that's just me. I can get with that. Hey, Rich. Uh, I'm having a hard time putting the Minnesota Vikings in the top five. Uh, that's just that's uh, tough, Kirk, that's tough, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback. Uh, Dalvin Cook obviously is a, a top five running back in this NFL. You have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. After Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, what do you have at the receiving core for the Minnesota Vikings? We say that uh, Joe uh, – said that the Minnesota Vikings may have a tight end in Irv Smith, but when you look at his numbers, his numbers are not too far off than from uh, Dawson Knox. It's true. So it's true. Uh, I do understand that Dalvin Cook is a beast, but I think Josh Allen is just as good as we all know than, than Kirk Cousins. So why isn't the Buffalo Bills uh, on this list as a, as a top five offense if the Minnesota Vikings is on this list? That's just well, bro, with the Vikings. Uh the Vikings, you got to look at Dalvin Cook. Dalvin yeah, Cook alone, bro. Like, Dalvin Cook is a wide receiver. <laughs> he's a running mm -hmm. back. He's literally anything that they need him to be. And alone, he's going to give he's gonna give that team probably 40% of their offense. The Buffalo Bills don't have anybody in the backfield right now that we've seen on film that I mm -hmm. feel like, yo, he can go in there and he can just take over the team. on Like, the team is, is you know, Steph might, if, if Steph is down for a couple plays or whatever, we just got somebody to go in there and just take the game over and let Steph mm -hmm. rest up. If Josh is not feeling well, we saw when Josh had the shoulder injury, 
You know what I mean? Like we saw what happened when they were shut. The, the passing game wasn't the same when Josh couldn't just just fling it with freedom. They yeah. shut that run game down and our offense looked anemic. But when Josh is on, then, yeah, it's great. And last season I got and I know you guys remember because I was like venting to y'all about it. I was like complaining because everybody was yelling at me because I'm like, look, we need a running game. I don't think we need to run as much as we pass. But we absolutely need a running game. And the fact that the Buffalo Bills haven't addressed that, with all due respect to uh, Matt Breida, you know, I'm not saying that like the addition is nothing. I, but it's also we know who Matt Breida, you know, we, we've seen him. We know who he is. So it wasn't a splash play where it's like we're getting a guy that's a top five, top ten running back in the league. We got a guy that's a specialty role. He's, he's a quick, speedy guy. He can catch out of the backfield, but he's not a be-all you know, he, he's not an odd three down back. He's not that guy. So we haven't made that splash. And Dalvin Cook, man, I, I just to me, he's 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 in a conversation as best back in the league. Mm. Most definitely. Most, most definitely. Most definitely. And, agree. and you, you talked about if if Diggs goes down, God forbid, if Diggs goes down, people are sleeping on Emmanuel Sanders. I think there's going to be games very similar last year where it was just like Josh went to Diggs, Josh went to Diggs, Josh went to Diggs. And then there was games like in the second half where he's going to Beasley, going to Beasley. There's going to be times when it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders is open. Emmanuel Sanders is open and it's just going to, he's going to keep feeding. And that's to me, knowing how the bills run the offense last year, that's the only caveat that I would have had about putting them at least fifth on this list. Yes, they don't have a running game, but they still scored 501 points last year. Um, Based not, off of the weapons that they had. Not everybody's sleeping on Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Lindsey Jones yeah. from The Athletic uh, seems to think that he's better in the slot than Cole Beasley is. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I saw that on Twitter, and I retweeted that, and I said, he's better than the guy that led the league in, in yards from the slot last year. How is that possible? Yeah. So, all right, last topic, and we don't have to touch on this one too much, but finally, our third-round pick, Spence Brown has signed his rookie deal. Why? This was an interesting question for you guys. Why do third-round picks always sign last? Is it because Slide. the first-round guys always get their, you know, the the set contracts and they're trying to see what the later-round guys get and they want to meet in the middle? Because I remember this happened with Dawson Knox. This happened with Zach Moss. Like, why do the third-round guys always seem to, like, take forever? It's a slotting. I mean, it's slot when you're slotted one through 32, it's easy because everybody knows what, I mean, the fifth year options in there, blah, 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 blah. When it gets into the third round is when it gets a little bit murky and past that it's less murky. There's just something about that third second, halfway through the second to halfway through the fourth area that it's a little bit gray. I got you. All right. So we were talking about this before we came on live. Uh, Mr. Kyle Brandt, uh, had a few words to say about Josh Allen and the offense. I'm going to play that clip for you right now. Pattern of the Grey Poupon? No, listen, um, yesterday the Bills social put this out about Josh Allen. It's a statistical thing. That's yet another impressive thing what we did last year. 4,500 yards, 35-plus passes, just to five rushes. First player in history ever. He's, no one's ever done that before. That's how good that season was. That's how amazing he was. And guys, what they have to do is he has to be much better. He has to make another jump. That right there, not enough. Didn't get it done. Not good enough to beat the Chiefs. Not good enough to get to the Super Bowl. I think Josh Allen is the standard. People, you hear him say, people saying, well, they need to make a Josh Allen-like jump. It's almost like in the dictionary. The people are saying, Daniel Jones needs to make a da Josh Allen-like jump. That's great, but he only jumped to the title game. And if you ask him, he will say over and over it wasn't enough. So Josh Allen is spectacular as he wants to be. You got to be better this year. Mm. All right, who wants to go on this one first? I see Joe smiling. 
<laughs> I don't think Rich has gone first yet. Hey, Rich, you are. Hey, hey Rich, go ahead. Hey, uh, I agree 100%. He has to be better. Uh, Josh Allen has to be a better quarterback this year than he was last year. We only got to the AFC title game. And we're talking about having these conversations about Josh Allen being a, a, a generational type quarterback, right? His bar have to be set higher uh, than everyone else's. And if we're talking about contracts and we are thinking about a, a salary number, a cap projection to put next to Josh Allen name, and we're thinking north of 35, $40 million per year, then yes, Josh Allen definitely has to improve, definitely has to get better uh, for the Buffalo Bills to take that next step uh, to win the Super Bowl. And can he get better? Yes. Josh Allen can get better uh, with his decision making. He can get better with his ball security. 30 fumbles over three years, that equates to 10 fumbles a season. You can get better uh, holding on to the football. 69.2 completion percentage, and he doesn't apply the check down whatsoever. Uh, so he can become better in certain areas. And if he does, overall, the team will be better offensively. So, yes, Josh Allen can and I believe will be better. I think Josh Allen, to your point, does need to improve a little bit. But I probably fall on the side of Bruce Nolan, not to name drop. But, you know, Bruce and I both agree. And I think Spence probably is in that in that space. But I won't I won't speak for him that if this is the Josh Allen we get forever, 2020 Josh Allen, the bills are in good hands, in my opinion. Yet you mentioned that he didn't check the ball down. I don't know that he needed to. You're talking about a guy that third and 17, third and 14, third and whatever he is. Have you ever sat in a situation as a Bills fan where you're like, it's third and 14, Josh Allen's dropping back, and you're like, he's going to get it. You know he's going to. Why check right. the ball down if you don't have to? Not to mention we don't have an offensive line, or at least we didn't last year, that was good on screen passes. We still don't. I don't know that the screen game is going to show itself this year. For me, the conversation has to be turned towards the defense. If this defense can return to form, top five, which it was in 2019, we're, we're asking a lot of star. We're asking a lot of Boogie Basham. We're asking a lot of Groot. And obviously, A.J. Epinesa needs to take a step, as does Ed, Ed Oliver. The pressure for me is solely on the defense. I agree with you a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And before you go, Spence, because I want to get your take on this too. Um, I, I to, to, what kind of a jump is he going to take? Yes, he can get better at ball security. Yes, he can start taking some checkdowns and things like that. But I mean, he was damn near MVP of the NFL last year. And if it wasn't for the season that Aaron Rodgers had, I think he should have been the MVP based off of what he did in 2019. And they showed the clip right there. No one's ever done what he did last year with the 4,500 yards, the 35 passing touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that, that's just that's just my take on it. Are you guys on most, Joe? Yeah. Could you throw Charlie's comment up there, please, real quick? Uh, Charlie, this one. Are we really expecting a quarterback to have 16 amazing football games in the NFL? Is that no, really well, the bar? Wait, that's the wait, bar. Just so no, but but check this because he's right. He's right. But I need you all to understand what he's saying. And the thing is, he's right this time, but he doesn't add context. So this is where Charlie gets in trouble on Twitter and in the <laughs> and everywhere else, because he says things that are true statistically. But the context was for the Titans, Chiefs and Jets game. He had a bummed shoulder and he wasn't the same Josh that he was when he was healthy. True. As soon as his shoulder was better, those same he beat the Jets again. And it was like a completely different type of game. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. And, and then the, the Chiefs, listen, I said that night or the day after we lost to the Chiefs in the, in the AFC championship. Y'all mad at Josh? Y'all need to chill. 
because that game was not about Josh not performing. Josh was the best player on the Buffalo Bills that mm-hmm. night. And if you go back and you watch that game, a lot of fans didn't because it was a heartbreak. You know, it was the AFC championship and we all wanted to get there. But if you go back and watch that game, Josh Allen was the best player on that team for the Buffalo Bills on offense and on defense. It's true. On both sides of the ball. The defense, I agree with Joe. I, I can't say a thousand percent when he said like it's solely on the defense. I think it's mostly on the defense. And I also think, you know me, you know where my heart is. Our guy Andre Roberts is gone. And I know we love Isaiah McKenzie, and I know he did what he did against the Miami Dolphins in Week 17. I don't look at that as something that's sustainable and consistent. I look at Week 17 as the Miami Dolphins already knew it was over come third quarter. The beginning of the third quarter, they knew the game was over, and Zeke just had his way. He didn't care. He just went out there and did his thing. Good. I love him. I'm glad that he got, you know, the efficient touches that he got. But I don't think he can do that on a 17-game season. Andre Roberts consistently – consistently had the Buffalo Bills starting position on the field. Amazing for Josh Allen. So a lot of those touchdowns, like a lot of those good things that we like throw out there about Josh, the context on top of that is the special teams help Josh get there. Cause when, and I always bring this up when me and Joe have this conversation, when you looked at the game in the playoffs against the Colts, the field position game in that first half was ugly, man. It was ugly. And the Buffalo Bills offense did not look like the Buffalo Bills offense for at least that first quarter and a half. Yeah. Once they once they got mm-hmm. the ball down the field and, and threw that weird touchdown to Dawson, which was a tough that was tough. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. It is it's more, it's more. It's it's the special teams, man. We need that field position for that court for our court for our guy. Everything you said, everything position. you said is absolutely correct. For me, it's just what I what I take uh what I have a problem with is just the concept because if we all believe that quarter that wins are not a quarterback stat, right? We all agree that wins are not a quarterback stat. It's a team sport. And there's times yeah. when your quarterback's not going to be sharp. There's not many quarterbacks in the NFL, and I'm going to go back in time. Jim Kelly, Tom Brady has done it, where they'll throw three interceptions in the in the first half, a couple of them for touchdowns, pick sixes, and they'll recover and win that football game. At the end of the day, the team needs to be the team. It can't just be Josh. To expect him to, to throw 350 yards, four touchdowns every single game and be like 106 is just not re- – I know quarterbacks have done it in the past for long stretches – it's just not realistic. He's going to have a bad game or two. The Bills are going to lose games. It's just it, it's a part of the playing the foot. That's why we play the schedule, right? Otherwise, we would just give the trophy at the beginning of the year. Here you go. Here's the trophy. We don't even need to play. And yeah. I mean, who who won the game for the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl? It was, it was the defense. defense. It was the defense. Clearly, it was the defense. And Brady was lucky to get out of Green Bay. That he threw true. three picks in that game. Right. So I, I mean, it's not like you you can't. I just don't like putting everything on Josh. I mean, he carried the team last year. I don't. I, I don't think it's fair for him to get the burden of. He just has to continuously progress. Agreed. He has no ceiling. He just Good. needs to continuously get better. I. I don't. And like Joe, like you said, if we get forty five hundred yards, thirty seven touchdowns, and ten picks this year, we should we should be in the damn Super Bowl. Right. If the defense does what they do and they turn around from being. 16th overall to the, even top eight, that that right there would be a huge win for this team. Averitz, you got anything on that? Uh, I agree with everything you guys are saying. <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the day, we made the AFC title game, and our defense definitely have to play better. I believe our core players, the guys that we want to see progress, 
progress. If those guys progress along with Josh Allen's uh, level of play, I think we'll be fine. But guys like Tremaine Edmonds, guys like Ed Oliver, uh, progressions go. like uh, yep, from Gabriel yep. Davis. We want to see more efficiency from the running game in uh, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, or whoever you guys feel that may be the running back. If all those things come together, then yes, the Buffalo Bills definitely have a chance to hoist that Lombardi trophy this year. Agreed. And you just and, and check this. Uh, you talk about Devin in the running game, and I know we're not there yet. He got benched in the in the conference championship, but but people were mad at Josh. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's there's specific plays that you can go to each individual player on that offense. You can't be mad at Josh, man. Josh was making incredible plays out there with nothing, and I'm not calling the team nothing. But but Diggs was injured. It was mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 gutted it out. Beasley was clearly injured gutted it out so josh was out there with a shell of the team that he acted you know that he had all year all year i, I just can't be I, mad at josh i think i, I think all four all four receivers were injured i think john brown still wasn't right and we know cole beasley played with a broken fibula and gabe yeah. davis was coming off his ankle injury so i think all four receivers and i think to the chief's credit they knew that and they took advantage we're going to be more physical than these guys because it's not something's not right here. They're not running the routes. Diggs isn't as crisp on his route running. Beasley's not getting open, and they they figured it out. So I mean, kudos to them. And it, but if that's the case, that's a wholly totally that's a totally different conversation. Because why wasn't Kenny Stills activated if we have four injured receivers? If we have four receivers that wasn't Talk healthy, okay. Talk why 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 didn't we have a healthy body in Kenny Stills Talk available for that AFC Championship game? So if that is true. Uh, I have a totally different issue with the coaching staff on some decisions they made. Uh, no, you're right that because that was a that was a beef of mine too. I'm with you on that. But mm-hmm. then I, I think about it. If you look hindsight on look look through his career now, yeah, because I was excited when we signed him. It was like, yo, you could do a whole lot worse than Kenny Stills coming off your practice squad. Like, yeah, do that, mm-hmm. right? But there's a reason why. Um, again, he hasn't kind of legitimized himself and stuck on a roster as a number two guy or a number one guy or a number three like he's known as again almost a gimmicky like okay he can stretch the field he has some speed to him he has he's not known as that guy is it is it was it something to do with the the chemistry was it did he know the playbook well enough to go in there in the playoff situation so uh, even though it's a healthy body true but he's not the caliber of player that i feel like i want to just sign off the street like we used to do that. I get it. We signed a quarterback that Joe loves off the couch and put him in there and he came in there and he did his thing for a little bit. But now the caliber of team that we have, bro, because I was with you, I promise. I was like, yo, why is Kenny like what? I was cussing. Mm-hmm. But then it's like at the same time, like, wait, Kenny Stills is um, I- I'd rather I'd rather have Ho- Hodgins put Hodgins in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if he was available. Was most definitely. Most definitely if he was for, available. For context, he's talking about uh, Cal Orton, Uncle Rico. So. Yeah, they knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say all, his name. Oh, wow, I, love, I love Uncle Rico, man. Um, super check coming in from Dwayne Farr. We lost the AFC championship game because the defense and the wide receivers were beat up. Take one of those away and we beat KC. Great show. Thank you, Dwayne, for the super chat. I really appreciate it. So I want to I ask you guys a question, and I don't want to keep going off the topic, but how do you guys feel Josh played against Tennessee? I, I, people have mixed feelings about how Josh played against Tennessee because feel, the one like, interception was was the tip that Andre Roberts dropped that one pass. But how how do you guys feel he played? Do you think it was he was getting stuff in the second half because it was garbage time, or what do you guys think? I feel like Josh Allen 
being injured, that left shoulder was clearly injured. I, I said this on the overreaction podcast when the when the when the when the sleeve came off that he was a different he was a different he was a different player when that brace came off his left shoulder. Which when you're strapped and you're limited in your in your motion throwing motion, it does affect you. For me, that Tennessee Titans game, Josh was the only guy that wanted to be on that football field. No other player wanted to be in Tennessee that night. The Bills got screwed seven ways this Sunday to include the NFL saying if one more Tennessee Titan comes down with COVID, we're rescheduling or they're forfeiting the game. And guess what happened? Another dude got COVID. And then the next thing you hear, the game's being played on, what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday. They played the game on Tuesday. Trey didn't go. Trey's like, I'm not going down there. Like, nobody wanted to play football that night except for Josh Allen, in my opinion, and he was injured. And that throw that he threw to the back of the end zone, I can't remember who it was to, was freaking brilliant. TJ uh, Yeldon, the throw to Yeldon. Yeah, it was Yeldon. Yeah. That was an, an amazing. Just perfect. Just, you, that that forgives oh, every interception he threw in that football game because that pass was brilliant. And I think what sealed it for me, too, is when he threw the pick and then he chased, I forget who intercepted it from Tennessee, but he ran – Josh ran all the way back downfield with the hurt shoulder and still yep. made the tackle. Yep. So that to me, I, I mean, that's you can't ask for much more heart than that. All right, we got one more. The NFL put out a tweet, and I think they just do this because they know that the interaction from Bill's Mafia is going to be absolutely bananas. It says, who has the strongest arm? And I'm just going to show you how I feel right here. Oh, that's that, going. That's that going. Game? It's going over the high mark. The high mark sign this year. Uh, it's going over. He's going to do it. I was at that game. So, <laughs> how do you? I mean, we don't need to touch on this too much. I just thought it was a cool little video because I love when Josh the ball like it was like one of those movies when they have special effects where it was or those the thing when Tom Brady threw the ball at the moon. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. And he hit the moon. It was like that. It was like it just kept going and going and going. Yeah. It was so, about it was about six rows short. It, it, the guy that caught it was at about six rows from the top. So it wasn't quite insane. to the top, but it was close. It was still it was still nowhere as close to where I could throw a football. <laughs> Absolutely insane still. So we got some newcomers in the room. I see Daniel Gars in here. John Harring, hey. what's going on? The is it what do you guys call Chris Janke? The original Chris Janke? The, the real. The, the real? real? Is there the a real. fake one? No, he that's his Twitter handle at real Chris Janke. Oh, <laughs> we just and we just say it dramatically every time. That's all. <laughs> the real Chris Janke. Yeah, by, right. the way, exactly. by the way, Chris Janke is a regular in just about every network's comment section. If you yeah. want to yeah. listen to him, he was on the Overreaction podcast last week. So go to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast or YouTube channel, and you can catch uh, Chris Janke with me talking Buffalo Bill sports. Yeah, extremely right. educated. Um, he's always commenting on my stuff on Twitter as well, too. So, yeah, all right. Smart. So let's move on to the main topic of the show, the Bills running back roster. And my guy, Justice, who does a bang-up job, put together this little promo clip. uh, And I'm going to play that for you right now. Okay, so everyone is familiar with the players that are actually listed as running back on the Bills roster. Here we go. 
Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breida, Antonio Williams, Tywan Jones, and Christian Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had to get it in there. <laughs> if this is the, like the comment in our group chat earlier, is this about Tywan Jones? No, it was about Christian Wade. No, it was oh. Wade. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. All right. So, all right. So, Joe, you mentioned Christian Wade. So, we're going to start with Christian Wade. Uh, oh, you're going to put so, that on me? Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. You're going first. Wow, yeah. What's your feelings on Christian Wade, our boy? These the are UK my feel- special. These are my feelings on Christian Wade, the UK special. We have a second UK special in F.A. Obata, and I am far more concerned with F.A. Obata making this football team than Christian Wade. Those are my comments. Yeah. Far more concerned with what do you mean? You think that F.A. Obata is going to make the roster? I want to see him on this football team. Okay, I got me, it. He's the guy that can get after the quarterback, make some hay in the backfield, and he's long, he's fast, he's strong, and, and as it pertains to the U.K. train to the NFL, that's the guy I want on my football team. Did you guys see the video of him doing the pull-ups? Yes. I've never yeah. seen anybody do pull-ups like that. That's yeah. abs- He pulled half of his body up over the bar. Like that's With the chain, too. Like That's absolutely insane. Like absolutely I think he insane. makes it. I know that's not the convo, but I think he makes it. I, I, we we yeah. can talk about this yeah, for I a minute. So too. I, 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 I think so, too. I think he's more athletic than Mario Addison. I that's honestly the, do. You just said it. That's the question. So if he makes the team, who's going? If he makes the team, who's going? I don't know. I don't know because right we talked about it last night um, on the Red Zone Report. I think that Mario Addison got a memo, and I'm not saying that it was, you know, come to camp in shape or else, but I feel like he was highly out of shape last year. I don't know if it was because of the pandemic, no off season stuff last year, but I just feel like he was just, he was not in prime condition to play even in a rotating system. Like you gotta be, you're, you're playing 45% to 55% of the snaps and seeing that they just brought this guy, this freak in from, from Carolina who would have had more sacks, than anybody else on the Bills, if he was on the Bills last year? I, I don't know. I, I think it pushed a lot of these guys to, to this offseason regimen. I think there was a something sent out that was, hey, we're going to be faster, we're going to be stronger, we're going to be a hell of a lot more physical because we have to get to the quarterback. So I'm going to give you the names. Jerry Hughes, Boogie Basham, F.A. Obata, Daryl Johnson, who is a huge special team contributor. Mario Addison, Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Mike Love. Mike Love is gone. He's not oh. on this football team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hughes, Boogie, F.A., Daryl Johnson, Mario Addison, Greg, A.J. Epinesa. One or two of those guys is going. Yeah, I just did the contract and the dead money for Addison unless there's something else that they're going to work on. To, because I, I think you make $2 million by releasing him because he's got the dead cap and then you save his contract. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? F.A. F. Obata uh, brings a different dimension athletically. He's 6'5", he's long, he has long arms, and that's something we didn't possess uh, last season. On top of that, he can he's very versatile. We could kick him inside on pass rush situations. So his versatility and just what he brings athletically is, is something exciting. It's something that intrigues me for the Buffalo Bills front seven. And I, because of that, I believe he makes the team. Uh, Mario Addison, in my opinion, is on this bubble. He is yeah. on a bubble. I think he knew that too when he showed up to camp looking as slim as I've ever seen him in his, his entire professional career. Spence, what do you think about F.A. Obata? This isn't even the conversation, but this is fun. So what, what do you think about F.A. Obata and his chances? Well, I, I agree. I think um I think F.A. Obata makes the roster. And I, I, I was reading the comments here, and I, I see that you know some feel like he probably won't make it. And I, I could understand why they would feel that way. But I think now we're starting to understand the formula that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott 
fills leads to success. If you look at Josh Allen, Josh Allen wasn't the the he had all the intangibles to be awesome, but he wasn't awesome. You know, you look at um, Tremaine Edmonds. He has all the intangibles to be like one of the greatest. You know, he has everything he can be. He's fast. He's long. He can he can run. He can do everything that can make him potentially one of the greatest linebackers to ever play the game if he puts it all together. Um, you look at the draft picks this year, Spencer Brown, he has all of the intangibles to be one of the best offensive linemen. Like he's a, he's a monster. F.A. Obata is a, is a physical freak of nature like that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he might not have had the, the season yet where it's at a 12 sack season, or he might not have been Bruce Smith. No, he's not Bruce, but I tell you what, he has all the intangibles that if somebody who knows what they're doing gets to put their hands on him and mold him the right way as a coach, that kid can come out there and give you – I mean, no shade thrown. But if Jordan Phillips can come in here and make Bills fans, like, cry because he left, yeah, I promise you F.A. Obata can come in here and benefit from playing on the same line as our guy Starla Tulele, just like they did before they left. Like, you know, before Jordan and – and what was the other guy everybody cries over? You know what I mean? Uh, who else you about You talking about Shaq? Yeah, Jack, Jack Lawson. Lawson. I say his name the same way I say <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin. Like, what the hell? We had and, and fans Popeye are like biscuits crying. away from being a tight end. Oh wait, he's a tight end. We're crying. <laughs> We're crying. We need Shaq back. Go tell me. Tell me how how Shaq is. He's not horrible by any means. Jordan Phillips isn't horrible by any means. But they're not out there giving you nine sacks, eight. To, they're not creating dominant defense for that team. I think he needs to give some of that big check he just got from the Cardinals to Jerry Hughes. Uh, he didn't get a check from the Cardinals. He got a check from the Dolphins, and the Dolphins moved him to the Texans. You know, I'm talking about uh, Jordan Phillips. He's talking about Phillips. Jordan, oh, you're talking about Phillips. Yeah, 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 Jordan's about Shaq, yeah. yeah. I mean, does anybody does anybody think about Javon Curse when they look at um, F.A. Obata? He was, he was like he had that little window where he was just like destroying shit. Like he was like the alpha defensive end slash hybrid, whatever you want to use him for, just go get the quarterback. And he did. Right, and right, he right. kind of reminds me of him a little bit. I don't know. That's maybe that's just I'll me. be honest. I haven't I haven't quite so I've seen like highlights, like certain clips right. of FA. That's all right. you, need to, to, um, that's right. you need to see. Well, <laughs> well, no, the thing is, is no, I got to I got to watch him like, everything. And, and I'm, yeah. you know, because the thing is, I got to see how he lines up. I got to see how he what type of contact he makes. Like, is he explosive when he pops? Mm -hmm. You know, certain plays, a highlight. You can get a highlight in there, man. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if that's the case, Tom Brady looked mobile at some point. He has a Russian mm -hmm. touchdown that's more than 10 <laughs> yards. But I need to see it, you know, so I'm going I'm to I'm get into Carolina actually um, this week coming up. I, I tried to go through and watch every team from their perspective as opposed to. Like just trying to watch the game, so I'm I'm gonna do Carolina next week. I, I, I'll I'll report back. All right. Newsflash: Louis says that uh, Barack Obama is making this football team. <laughs> Yo, that would be dope. Autocorrect. <laughs> he has the he got the length, man. We can throw him back there at cornerback opposite Trey. He got he long, he long. Oh, oh my Obama. gosh! All right, so let's. <laughs> hey, Rich, did you want to touch on FA? Or are we are we gonna move back into the uh, running back conversation? Um, I was I was actually going to go a step further. I believe our defense hasn't been the same ever since Phillips and Shaq Lawson left. I actually missed those guys a little bit. While they wasn't they wasn't great, they played their position well within the Buffalo Bills scheme. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about those two guys. Shaq Lawson, Shaq, Shaq Lawson was the best against the run and anybody on the defensive line. 
and okay, agree. I, I, I won't. I was gonna say I won't disagree with that. Okay, you. So what I'm gonna ask you is though, you you really feel, and this is out of respect because I love my guy a a plus. You really think we miss those guys more than we miss Darla Thule? Uh no. I think we obviously miss Starla Tuile a lot more. It showed this past season, right? So I, I do believe Starla Tuile in that one tech uh, position is uh, a vital position along the Buffalo Bills defense. Well, but but what I'm saying is because this is the f- if I'm not I'm, I'm not tripping, I'm not, like it was, uh, and I'm not being funny. Is mm-hmm. this they they are this is the first year without all of them, so right. you really can't tell which one was the most you know dominant in their positions or whatever. But I truly believe. Starla Tulele was the catalyst for those guys. Without Starla Tulele being on that line, Jordan Phillips, he doesn't look the same out here in Arizona. Shaq Lawson did not look the same in Miami. They didn't create that same type of run-stopping defense without Star being able to clog up a block and a half or two blocks total. So that's what I'm saying. I think this year we're going to see the defense we saw two years ago with more athletic guys. Like we have more athletic guys in F.A., in Greg yeah. Rousseau, yeah. in Boogie Basham. So now when you plug guys in who really are athletic and who really – Shaq Lawson fit Rex scheme. He did not fit Brandon's, you know what I mean, or Sean's. He didn't fit. So it, what I'm saying is you get a guy that fits Sean's scheme and that's athletic and is a beast. I don't know. I just Maybe I'm just a, a Shaq and, uh, and I, Jordan. I, th- I think that they're banking a lot on speed and athleticism this year. Because if you look at if you look at how Star came into camp, he he's not three fifteen. I don't think he's three fifteen. And you look at Mario Addison, he slimmed down a ton. Mm-hmm. And you bring in these fast, agile guys like like Boogie and like and Groot. I mean, I think that they're going to be going for speed because they didn't go after any one techs in the offseason, right? Right. None, none in the draft, none free agency. I mean, they brought in a couple guys off the street, but I don't think those guys are going to make the roster. So I think that they're, uh, they're going to be accounting for a lot of speed and let's hope that they're right. Because I think that they're more putting more eggs in the basket of pass rush than coverage on the back end. So that's, that's just my take. All right, back to the running backs. Uh, Let's get the show back on the rails. All right. Everyone's favorite running back on the bills who couldn't catch the 14th touchdown pass from a different person from Josh Allen last year, everyone's favorite special teamer. Taiwan Jones. Who wants to handle Mr. Taiwan Jones? Anyone? Anyone? Jay Spence. Jay Spence. <laughs> Jay Spence. It's on you. I, I think he's a sure. <laughs> I think he's a sure thing to make the roster. Um, and I don't think he's gonna carry the ball. He may get five carries all season, if that. <laughs> you know, um, if he if he gets more than five carries, I'm hoping it's only because Josh Allen and the offense went out there and we're blowing teams out 35 to 14 or 35 to seven, and then they just take everybody out. Aside from that, he shouldn't get ha- ha- any type of handoffs. But that guy is a stud on special teams. He's a staple on special teams. We're going to need that consistently. consistency. He, he's awesome. So he's definitely making the roster. It's going to be interesting, in my opinion, because this this team this year, when you look at, uh, like, like I said, when you, when you whether it's Taiwan Jones or Daryl Johnson, this team is going to be making decisions to either keep or cut special teams players versus starting caliber players because of state special teams. It's going to be, I don't know where Taiwan Jones falls. I just know he's valuable on special teams. I know that, you know, the, I know there's guys on this team, Matikevich, there's guys on this team that are vital to special teams that are taking, that are needing to take up a roster spot 
for guys that are going to potentially make an impact. How about someone? How about someone they just drafted, Rashad Wild Goose? Right, that's another one. They they invested. They invested a draft pick. Whether it be a late round draft pick, um, I I I don't know. I I feel like you're right. I just think that that someone's going to be the odd man out, and it seems to be Taiwan Jones makes the roster every single year, and he survives. Whatever he's kind of like Levi Wallace, like they always come for bringing somebody in to try to replace him well, with no. CB two, but he they always they got rid of Zone Jones. He went yeah, down he to Houston. Houston. He went to Houston, but he, he made his way and back, they, and they brought him back because he's that he's yeah. that good on special teams. And I think I think Wild Goose is good. I think if he makes the roster, it's because he actually makes the roster. Right. Yeah, but I think he's a special team. I mean, uh, uh, I think he's on the practice squad this year. Honestly, yeah, I, I just know that if you watch his tape, he he he's. He's the guy that you want as a gunner. He'll run down there and he'll crack some skulls. And that's that, that's the kind of intensity that McDermott likes. What about you, A-Rich? He just continues to find a way to make this roster, Taiwan Jones. Uh, at first, when I looked at him, I'm like, man, this, this guy's expendable. What else does he do besides being a gunner? What else does this guy do? But when you look at the tape and you turn on the film, you realize the importance of his position. And I think... Uh, he's kind of like uh, the fullback that we had uh, several years ago. Who was the fullback that we had that came from Atlanta? Mike Tolbert? No, uh, not, no not Tolbert. Uh, oh, DeMarco? DeMarco. DeMarco. Yeah, yeah DeMarco. We, we, we always wanted to know why the hell DeMarco keep making, <laughs> keep making this team because he served the purpose. Uh, Taiwan Jones serves that uh, DeMarco purpose on, on that special teams. He's an excellent special teams player as a gunner, and he's going to find a way to stick yet again this year. It is funny that people uh, – we're all up in arms last year when uh, Andre Roberts g- secured a spot on this roster being a specialist, but nobody had a problem with Taiwan Jones being on this football team. As a specialist. That's, that's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a solid point. And I never, I never wondered what uh, DeMarco did on this football team. I just wondered why Josh Allen threw him a deep ball, why that was even in the playbook, yeah. why there was a go route for DeMarco who has a six inch vertical. Like, <laughs> that's what I wanted. To Jay do. Spence, were you, were you laughing at reliving the Mike Tolbert era? Yeah, no, we're not. No, you called him a fullback. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Like, That's funny. Uh, um, my thing is, like, I, I saw an interesting interview with Isaiah McKenzie. I can't remember where it was, and I tried to find the clip, and I couldn't. He was talking about everybody has 40 speed, right? And they all talk about 40 speed. And he said, Taiwan Jones, watching him run down the field, it's different. His his speed, game day speed, is it's just different. And it's something that – the coaching staff is just in awe of like his, his ability to cover kicks and punts is just something that they're in awe of. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't teach that stuff. That, that's instinctual. You can't teach a lot of that stuff. And to me, I, I always get strung up on like, is he taking a roster spot away from Andre Smith? Is he taking a roster spot away from, like you said, Rashad wild goose who may get put on the practice squad, which we'll have to somehow protect because we just drafted him. So he doesn't get stolen by another team. Like a lot of this stuff is going to be crazy. Like, the depth that they're going to have for guys that are just going to be special teams is going to be, it's going to be super deep this year. And it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be crazy to see who doesn't make it. So, cause I want to move on to Antonio Williams. Yeah. Um, so if you guys don't know, if you, you can go back on our channel, a rich interviewed him last year when he came out of college before he made the bills roster uh, last off season, super awesome dude, super humble guy. Um, he was actually a really good special teams player at North Carolina. Did you guys know that? I did. Mm-hmm. He won an award for playing special teams. So I asked the question, 
Does, does he have any, you know, does that force anything onto Taiwan Jones? What do you guys think? Taiwan Jones? Yeah, because he plays he plays special teams as well. Does he play gunner no. though? I don't I don't know if if Antonio Williams can can do what Taiwan jo- the Taiwan Jones does as a gunner. So I don't think uh Antonio Williams is Taiwan Jones's immediate threat on special teams. Now if we're going to talk Andre Smith, then right. we can probably talk there as so as far as special teams competition. But uh as far as Antonio Williams, I really like this kid. Uh, I don't think he's going to make the roster. Uh, if uh, if he could stick on special teams, I think that'll be his place. Right now, we have uh, a, an abundance, in my opinion, of what Antonio Williams already does. We have that uh, with Zach Moss already. So uh, I believe Antonio Williams will stick with the Buffalo Bills organization at, as a practice player if he stays at uh, with the practice squad. What do you guys think? Joe, what do you think? I like Antonio Williams only because of what he showed us in the Miami Dolphins game. He, I said this to Spence, uh, Jay Spence, on Wednesday in the Humpty Hotline, uh, just that uh, there was an energy, there was a motor there that I don't know that we had seen from Singletary and Moss all season last year. There was, there was an aspect that he was running with a purpose, for lack of a better way of saying it. And I love Zach Moss. I love Devin Singletary. I think there's a great chance for Antonio Williams to make this football team but I think it's at the expense of one of those two guys. I don't know which one could potentially get traded, but I think the only way the only way Antonio Williams makes the team is if one of those guys gets traded. I don't think the Bills would necessarily cut Zach Moss or Devin Singletary, um, but I like what I saw from him in that Miami football game, and we'll see. I, I It's going to be interesting. That's all I'm going to say. I know Spence has some kind of different ideas. No, I think um, I'm I'm actually shocked that that we're on the same page almost with this because I, I, I honest to God I feel like the um I'm sorry I'm hearing feedback are you all hearing it uh, Yeah, I was hearing it too. I don't know who okay. it was, but go ahead, keep going. Okay, um, no, because it was it was I'm sorry. Um, the 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 thing is, I think I think this training camp is Devin Singletary's. He has to prove it. Mm. Um, I, I, I love Devin and I don't personally want to see him go. So like everybody don't beat me up and tell me like, Oh, Spence is thinking it. No, what I'm, what I'm telling you is we saw last season, he was the incumbent starter. He started the season as the guy towards the end of the season, Zach Moss started to out snap him. Mm-hmm. He was getting more carries. He was being mm-hmm. trusted to protect Josh in that backfield more. He was, he was, he was used more often. I think, Antonio Williams actually doesn't give us the same thing as Zach Moss because he has a little bit more of that second gear. He has a little bit more of a high motor. He can kick into it. I think he's actually the 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 one you want to watch to see if Devin Singletary gets traded. It's going to be like that Sammy Watkins situation when when Sean first got here and we go out in the preseason and then you know it's like oh man you got Tyrod throwing it to to Sammy like every play and he just got eighty yards on four catches and then tomorrow he's traded. That's how I see the situation playing out mm. for Devin. Mm. I do. That is very interesting. Dare I say that is a hot take? <laughs> oh, that's hot. That's hot. Do we all remember where we were when that news came down? I was sitting on the toilet. Man. I was at work. I was at work, and then and then they traded. Um, <laughs> he was having a shitty day, huh? Dude, I thought somebody. I, like, I thought what? somebody. I thought somebody hijacked the Bills' like social media. I was like, 
Get out of town. We're just trading everybody away. Come on. Things that happen oh, when you remember exactly where you were. I know exactly where I was when, the, oh when I saw gosh. that on my Twitter feed. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, the one I, that got me was when Stevie got traded. Yeah. That was the one that got mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of I, – I, I agree with both of your guys' points on – I just don't know if I saw enough of it. The, the Dolphins game was nice. Like, don't get me wrong. Watching him just do whatever he wanted to in that second half. Mm-hmm. Now, how much heart did the Dolphins have – in that right. game towards the end of it. So I'm not giving, I'm not taking the credit away from him. He still, he still had to run the ball. He still had to, you know, miss tackles and do all that stuff. But this is a guy who was on and off the practice squad, the majority of the season last year. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for it. Um, I think that he can be a serviceable back. I just don't know with Moss, with motor, with Brita, that there's going to be room for him unless it's on the practice squad again. That's that's just my opinion. I need to see more of him, I guess. So that's why I'm glad we have preseason. You asked a question, and, I, and you asked a question: Did the Dolphins lose heart in that football game? The reality was, is at, after halftime they were still in that football game. So I don't think they lost heart. Like the the Bills put a fifty burger on them, but it wasn't until right. the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't. I've got it recorded. I watched it about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And yeah. I know Jay Spence just watched it too. Mm-hmm. Like they were in that football game for the most part. They were within a score or two. It was or a possession or two. It wasn't like insane until the end. But at the end, what Antonio Williams did that the Bills did not do, save one or two games towards the end of the season, is he closed that game out. He continued to beat them, like literally mm-hmm. just punch them in the face, which the Bills have a hard time doing. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That's a good point because I was just watching the uh, Singletary long run against the Broncos, and he was out of gas. Mm, yeah. He was out of gas by the 10-yard line. He was just yeah. trying to do whatever he could to get into the end zone. Yeah. So, all right. So let's go to Matt Breida. Um, I was I was a big fan. I, I wanted to see the Bills go after him. They ultimately did not, obviously, and he signed with the Dolphins last year, and the Bills drafted Zach Moss. But – I wanted the Bills to try to go after him last year because I knew the speed element was something that the Bills needed on offense. And a lot of people were kind of pumped about the signing of Matt Breida this offseason because he does bring something that those other two guys don't, which is home run, breakaway mm-hmm. speed. So, A. Rich, I'll go to you first because I know you've liked Matt Breida for a while. So what's your thoughts on Matt Breida and his potential to make the roster? Uh, I think he, sh- he, sh- he should be a lot to make this roster. He brings a different dimension the Buffalo Bills didn't have on offense last year, and that's a speed threat uh, running back uh, out that backfield and as a receiver. So uh, when you can bring that different dimension that we didn't have to, to combine with the already explosive bu- uh, Buffalo Bills offense from last year, I think this offense can potentially uh, get better with his presence. So I'm excited to see what a Matt Breida can do over with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I believe he was underutilized with Miami last year, or he wasn't a system fit, and he can come over and Brian Dable uh, should know how to put him in the, the best position to make plays uh, for our offense. I agree, yeah. What do you guys think? I agree with that take. Do you have anything to add or do you want me to go? Go for it. Uh, for me, there, there, the concern that I have about Breida is, A, he couldn't break into – Obviously, that starting role with the Dolphins, which, you know, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Gaskins. We're not talking about, like, you know, Delvin Cook or something like that. It's, it's Gaskins that he couldn't beat out. And I, and I I had Gaskins on my football or on my fantasy team, so I'm not saying he's bad. But the Breida thing that confuses me, and, I, and I've, I've been vocal about this, is before we signed Breida, it was very much a we got to get somebody in here that's going to make a difference, somebody that's going to do something, blah, 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 blah. Who is it? Nobody knows. We signed Breida, and all of a sudden everybody's like, that's it. 
we fixed it. And it's like, wait, right. wait, how, how, nobody was saying him before. Why all of a sudden that we sign him? He's the answer. Couple problems or concerns I have to uh, a Rich's point is the system fit. So the Bills, the Bills forced the wide zone on this offense last year with two running backs that have no speed. Now they've got a running back with speed, but they have an offensive line that can't really execute the wide zone necessarily. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Bills do. Do the Bills go back to a to a pin and pull, which is what they did in nineteen, and they had a, they had success. Uh, or do they stick with the wide zone and actually move Breida to the front of the line? Because if they're going to stick with the wide zone, Breida is the only guy that fits, in my opinion. So whether or not he gets cut right or stick, sticks with his football team is going to tell us a lot inside of which system they're going to run with. One thing we all know, the Bills need to be more efficient with the run game. They don't, they don't need to run it more. Mm-hmm. They just need to be more efficient with it. So mm-hmm. I like Breida. I have concerns about Breida, and my concerns fall into, to your point, A. Rich, Dable and the scheme that he's going to run and what he's going to force on this football team. We'll see. It remains to be seen. And and I think, too, I just hope he doesn't get the T.J. Yeldon treatment. Not that they're the same back. I'm not saying they're the same back, but T.J. Yeldon was on this team for three years, and he only played like a handful of games. He was inactive his whole career with the Bills. Um, and I think a lot of people were calling for him as kind of a switch-up role from what the Bills had. Mm-hmm. I just hope that he doesn't become that that – always inactive on Sunday uh, because the bills only carry two backs on game day. It's proven besides Taiwan Jones, because he's a gunner, you know, they only carry two backs on game day. So is this the year that they try to, you know, open up the offense a little bit more and, and carry a guy that is going to help Josh in the passing game. You know, if you want to bring him in on certain packages to just get him in there with his speed, um, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see, like like you both of you guys said, it's going to be really interesting to see how they they where they value him um, to the offense. So it's going to it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. All right, Zach Moss, Moss mode. You're going to make a business decision if you want to tackle Mr. Zach Moss. So who? <laughs> Jay Spence, what's your thoughts on Zach Moss? I think Zach Moss makes this roster. Um, the team obviously trusts him. Uh, he's he's Sean McDermott's guy. He, you know, Sean McDermott loves him, and I think that he's I think he's trusted. I think he's um, he's consistent. Obviously, the injury you know derailed him for the playoffs there, but but no, I, I I don't even think there's a question that he makes this team. He he is the the number one running back heading into this season in my mind on this roster. Joe, what do you think? I was going to go to A. Rich. A. Rich, what do you got? Hey, 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 man. Uh, th- thank you, Joe. <laughs> well, uh, well, I, I got I, I agree with Jay Spence, man. I think Zach Moss is the number one running back on the Buffalo Bills roster heading into training camp. Uh, we talking about system fits. We just talking about Brita and Joe was just breaking down the offensive philosophies for the last two years for the Buffalo Bills. Well, last year, Zach Moss fit that scheme the best. We're talking about uh, a one cut and, and go running back. Uh, I, I I love his physical mentality, his physical presence that he brings to the running back position. Uh, Josh Allen needs a, a pass protector because we love to throw the ball. This is a passing league, and Zach Moss is the best pass protector on the Buffalo Bills team. So those combinations, I think Zach Moss not only makes the roster, he is the number one running back on the team. Everything that Jay Spence and uh, A. Rich just said, which I, can I be called Jay Mill or something because I want to be cool. <laughs> Like you guys, bro. <laughs> everything, I like everything, it. everything those guys just said. Got DM three, a Rich, Spence, Joe Miller. <laughs> everything those guys said. The Jay only Mill, con- we got you. <laughs> the got only you. concern actually be JFM three because I'm Joe 
Joseph Frederick Miller III. But anyway, I've been JFM3 my whole life. But anyway, uh, the only concern I have about Zach Moss is there's times. And the only thing I would say is there's times when his vision seems Ah, to be just a little bit lacking. There's times when he should cut left and he cuts right. Right into the right into the tackler, or mm-hmm. he needs to cut right, and he cuts left right into the tackler. So that's mm-hmm. the only concern. It, I'm not saying it can't be fixed. Uh, as a rookie, you never know what these guys are thinking. We all know that it takes time for the game to slow down for them to where they can really kind of see things. Rarely does a guy come in like Adrian Peterson, who as a rookie like just blows up the league. Like there's, it's not every running back that's a rookie does that. So I'm willing to give him time. I think he's RB one as well. Oh, you guys back me into a corner. And I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I will say this about Zach Moss. I agree with Joe, but a lot of this too has to, we talk about scheme, right? And Joe alluded to it earlier. I mean, what if Zach Moss, maybe it's not his vision. Maybe he was trying to hit a hole that just wasn't there because it just wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? What if the blocking was just completely blown up and he was trying to, to, the design run was to go there. So, I mean, I, I like Zach Moss. How could you not like Zach Moss? I think that coming back after he fumbled against the 49ers and then having to help the team close out some games down the stretch, you talk about the Pittsburgh game, you talk about the Patriots, the first Patriots game, him, him and Motor were really on point. I think it's, it's hard to put one guy over the other because I think both of them serve a purpose in this offense. I think Singletary in space is what you want. And I think Moss is that guy you want to close out games. So it's right. kind of hard for me to box one of these guys in as RB1. Um, but, I mean, the pass blocking is is key, too. I mean, it's 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 out there. I mean, Zach Moss, if you watch the film, if you, if you have all 22, you watch the end zone footage, Zach Moss blocked some of the best edge rushers in the NFL last year and, and did it well. So that's something that can't be denied. The, the question you want to ask yourself before we get to the last one, Devin Singletary, is yes, you want Devin Singletary in space. And Devin Singletary in space is going to make you go wow at moments when he hits that dead leg and stuff like that and some of the cuts he does. But Matt Breida in space is a touchdown. Yep, I agree. I agree. And that's why it's going to be tough to see what they do with, with Matt Breida. So thank God for preseason. I thought I'd never say that. All right, so let's move on to motor. <laughs> Devin Singletary. So who wants to go first on Devin Singletary? Hey, Rich, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I love Devin Singletary. I think he is uh, a shifty back that has uh, some twitch to his game. I just, when I think about Devin Singletary, the drops concern me a little bit. I believe he had five drops, three in the regular season, two in the postseason. Um, the one past got him, one got him benched. In the one got, game. and yeah. it was uh, deservingly so, deservingly so, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, I, but uh, going back to Devin, I, I really like Devin Singletary. I just think that he is not explosive enough for the type of running back he is in my opinion he's shifty he he looked like he's supposed to be a lot faster a lot more explosive than he actually is and that is the problem i have with devin singletary after you make all these moves how much yards are you getting you know so that's the that's the concerns i have with devin singletary again i like him as a running back and i believe it's it's more of a 1a 1b in terms of who's going to be the starting running back with devin singletary and zach moss i think zach moss is just going to be a little more assertive and in us assert himself as that lead dog. But Devin Singletary is obviously a lot to make this roster. And hopefully uh, with his newfound body and his newfound, his new training that he got, 
uh, over over the offseason that could vote bode well for uh, an uptick in his progression in year three. I, I just Spence. don't see um, in, in history like and I'm so when I say this, I'm not being mean. I agree with you first. I love Devin. I think Devin is a is a very talented back. But I also agree with the point that you made that he looks like he's supposed to be like just a little something different. Like he looks mm-hmm. like he's supposed to be shady. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. the, the shiftiness, the way he like Joe alluded to is his um, drop leg. And he just he does things that like you can, he can make people move or miss him in the phone booth. But the problem is no training in the world have I ever seen from a running back or any position help somebody really get faster. It might help somebody improve a certain speed for a certain type of drill or something like that. Like but like game speed. Devin Singletary isn't going to change much throughout his career as a running back. That's his style. So, mm-hmm. like I said, it's not for me. It's not um, that I dislike him when I when I had the take about me saying like I think he could potentially be traded. It's about every single year we're seeing teams around the league draft in the third round a mm-hmm. running back, and these running backs are coming out the third round and they're blowing the league up every year. And Devin had two years, and they benched him in the biggest game of everybody's career that was on that roster mm. he got benched in the biggest moment mm-hmm. I, I just i'm not saying that they're done with him he's still on a roster he's coming next week to training camp mm-hmm. i think that he has to prove it i really do and i think if he doesn't prove it i think he's um he's one of those guys that might go somewhere like la and start i think it's a different scheme there i think he could do well in la yeah. and so what i'm saying me saying he may be traded is not a negative where i'm saying like yo that guy's buns i don't want he's not kelvin benjamin you know what I mean? He's going to go somewhere and be very successful. He's he's a good back. He's just not good for what we have here. I think I think if I'm going to be the antagonist just for a second between the two guys, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, and I like both players a lot. Zach Moss at this point in his career, going into his second second season, doesn't have the raw the the resume in my opinion that, that Singletary has. Singletary has games where we're like remember the Washington game? Yeah. Even the playoff game against yeah. the Texans. He had a great game. In that There was a great couple game. plays where great Josh game. Allen was running out of his mind to complete the ball to somebody on third down, throws a rope at Devin in a crowd, and he came down with the football. He, he led like, the yeah. Bills in receiving in that game. Right. A lot so of people don't know. That. Singletary has some of those games, whereas Zach is a little bit more quiet. Like last year, he didn't have any games where it was we the Zach Moss game, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, remember that play, that, that game Zach Moss was in? You just don't. I'll be excited or interested to see what he does in 2021 for sure. Zach Moss. I, I, that is. I just think last year um, we can't really judge that because last year was the year of Josh Allen. Probably. So like it was the first time that in Buffalo Bills history, we had a quarterback that could just do what he did. Yeah. So I think the focus was on, cause you saw it day game one, they gave Josh the keys and was like, all right, go out there and do the damn thing. And he did it. What's funny about that is we were, you and I were all, you and I were like, are they going to let him keep doing it? Yeah. Like, is this real? Like, is this, what the hell is going on? Yeah. 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 Because I think everybody was enamored with the whole, when's he going to pass for 300 yards? Uh, week one. Yeah. 400 week two. 400 <laughs> week, two. week two. Right. Like, I'm going to just go ahead and keep doing this on you. My thing about Devin Singletary is I can't get past what he did in 2019. 5.3 yards of carry. And he looked like he was going to be a feature back. I don't think that he just forgot how to do all that stuff. I think a lot of it was scheme-based. Yeah, a lot of it was scheme-based in what they did last year because of how effective, to both your points, and especially your point, Jay Spence, how effective Josh was last year. It wasn't a priority. It just wasn't. So I think the biggest thing in offseason everybody's been talking about, well, was it the line or was it the backs? Do we need a new back? 
Do we need new linemen? Do we need a new scheme? What is it? So they went out and they re-signed all the guys on the line. So that tells me that they believe that the line can block in the scheme that they want. So and that's the point. You what know what scheme, I'm saying? What, like, what scheme do they want? <laughs> we're gonna find what, out. We're gonna find out because they got the five guys that they tried that's... to get on the field all last year back on the roster, and they kept them intact and they gave them deals. So uh, we're gonna figure. We're gonna find out. So we're gonna find out. But you know what? The most important part. I mean, I know we all want to run game, and I'm and we're all I'm pounding the table for it. The most important thing is protecting Josh Allen. And towards the end of the season, they jailed. You know, the offensive line for protecting Josh. And sorry, I don't know. I'm, I'm laughing at Chris Jenke. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, I'm saying like they. Oh, Brian Winters. Yeah. Uh, but they. You know, there were times and and there's throughout the season where you you have moments where Josh is literally like back there. So I feel like they gelled and they they did improve a lot. I know the AFC Championship game wasn't the you know the proper representation of what we want to see, but you know throughout the season I I do feel for for pass blocking they gelled and they did very well. So if if they aren't improved in the run game, as long as like like Joe said earlier, I'm I'm good if Josh is still doing if he does if he gives us the exact same season as last year. I'm not complaining because that dude would have won MVP if Aaron Rodgers wasn't just incredible. Out of his mind. That's right. So let, let's talk about the offensive line if you guys want for a second. So how do we feel the play of the offensive line was last year? Was it average, below average, slightly above average? How do we feel? And I'm not talking about in the run game. I'm talking about overall. How do you guys feel? Joe, I'll which, go to you first. How do you which, feel? Which offensive line? Because they were slightly below average yeah. until the line solidified and they got Brian Winters out of there. I don't know yeah. what it is about the Buffalo Bills and going after trash-released Jets guards, Vlad Dacos, Brian Winters. These guys are trash. Like, why are they – and then they put – I, you know, I respect and I get and I love the leadership of Sean McDermott, and I love the fact that he says – the best guys will play, and how you practice is important. But at the end of the day, if Brian Winters practices well and then the whole right side of the offensive line gets collapsed every play because he's in the game, you take him out of the game. And that, that to me is the only – it's like I'm not so sure. Now, obviously, they got to the point where they removed him, they put Bucker in, and once they did that, the line improved greatly. Once they, And obviously, Morris came back. But – you know, Morris is an elite pass blocker. He's a below average run blocker. So they've got to do something that's going to put him in a position to win. We know what we get off Feliciano. He's the only guy in that on that line. I'm sorry if I'm taking everybody's thunder. He's the only guy in that line that comes with an attitude. Daryl Williams to me was the unsung hero of that football team. You know, Cody Ford, we have yet to see what we want to see. And then Dion is Dion. So to me, last year they were below average for most of the season and then probably ended up average towards the end. So maybe I should pose the question this way. How do we feel about the the five guys as of right now? And I'm not even sure that that Cody Ford is going to be left the starting left guard because I feel like there's a guy on the team named, like you said, Ike Bakker is right sitting right there. It's Forrest Lamp if it's if it's Yeah, not, or Forrest Lamp or Forrest exactly. Lamp, yeah. So how do you guys feel? Do you feel more comfortable knowing that we're bringing everybody back? Hopefully they can stay healthy. Then the offensive line heading into 2020. How do you guys I feel about that? Or his injury, um, you know, or just the health in general across the offensive line, I think is going to play a big part of this. Mm-hmm. I really think Cody Ford is a lot better than than what he's put on the the film, and I also think consistency. So if he is coming back at left guard and they like he played there last year, let's play him again there. Let's be mm-hmm. consistent. Let's stop playing musical chairs with him. If he can be in that position and and, and put that time in. I, honestly, man, I think 
I think that the right side or the left side of our line will be straight, like solidified, because Dion is doing what he got to do. You already should know. And then if you get, you know, if Cody does what he's supposed to do, that side is fine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about that side. And then we drafted some guys to develop that I feel like, man, we're gonna be we're gonna be straight. We're gonna be straight. I agree. Hey, hey Rich, what do you think, man? I hope we be straight. I haven't. I don't know what to make of Cody Ford yet. I haven't seen now. It, whose fault is that? Is it uh, Cody Ford's fault, or is it how the organization treated Cody Ford, flipping him from tackle for, uh, to guard, playing musical chairs? So. Uh, as much as I, I want to like Cody Ford and as much as I believe that he is the guy, I, I, I still have to see it. If we could solidify those in that those interior that interior offensive line, the Buffalo Bills offense can take another leap in progression. We can be uh, better than 20th rushing the ball uh, this season if we become better uh, with our interior. So we'll definitely see. All right. I'm going to put up Lone Wolf's comment because I got destroyed after the Bills re-signed Feliciano. How do you guys feel about Feliciano? Do you guys feel like, I mean, everybody loves Feliciano because he's a dog, right? He goes to war for Josh. Don't set her. He's yeah. He's, he's a locker room guy. He's a guy that's going to pump everybody up on the sideline. He's going to be there. He's going to have your back no matter what, but his play on the field. How do you guys feel about him as a, as the starting right guard for the next three years? I'd rather him at right guard than center. But that's just me. I know there's a lot of people out there that hate, not hate, but hate on Mitch Morse. I don't understand that. Mitch and Mitch Morse is that guy that literally is the only offensive lineman on this football team down the field, clearing tacklers off of wide receivers that have caught footballs. Like if you rewatch football games, if the ball, if it's a 20 yard completion or a 10 yard completion, Morse is right behind the, the wide receiver and clearing, clearing tackles, tacklers off the pile. Like he's the only guy that hustles like that. I don't mind him between as a pass blocker, a subpar pass blocker between Mitch Morse and Darrell Williams. Cause both those guys are, what I would consider elite pass blockers. I think they can make up for him and help him. Cody Ford is a question mark. We don't know. This whole offensive line is a question mark until they've never played a snap together. Not one. So we're going to find out a lot this year. And they've got the, the good news is that they've got the pieces behind them to swap guys in and out that don't have last names like DeCoste and Winters, right? Yeah. So they've got guys that they can sub in that can potentially play better. I got you. Nice. All right, so anything else you guys want to talk about? We talked about the running backs. It seems like everybody's moss, moss, moss in here. It's moss mode, right? You sound so, excited to hear that. Season, I just think it's No, I, 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 I love Zach Moss. I just want to see what I thought we were going to see more of from Devin Singletary because I loved his rookie season. I thought that yeah. I don't know why you know, Frank Gore was taking carries away. And that's what concerns me about Brian Dable and his play calling. In in games, in fourth quarters, third quarters, fourth quarters, he was given Frank Gore carries that he should have been get, given to Devin Singletary. And that concerns me about the future of how he's going to use these guys because he had a different scheme in 2019. They had a different scheme in 2018. Again, they had, you know, they didn't have a great roster. They had Shady and Chris Ivory, so older Shady and Chris Ivory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just concerned as, as to what I know Dable was, he was kind of smug about it. And I think, I think he's absolutely hundred percent on point saying, I don't, we don't need to run more. We just need to be more effective right. and that's fine. But I'm concerned because it seems like we shifted last year and how we, the, the scheme that we ran. And I'm a little concerned if we're going to use these guys the right way And like Matt Breed, are we going to even use him at all? 
And I think that everybody wants to see what he can do um, out of the backfield and have that speed element. So the reality is you started started the show with Kyle Brandt and Kyle Brandt's comment about Josh Allen being better. Josh Allen can easily, almost without even thinking about it, be better if the running game is better. The running game being better and more efficient will make Josh better automatically because the defense will have to pay attention to it. Nothing these guys got to, these guys, the, the the running backs and the and the and the offensive line have to be better on the ground. They just have to be. I agree a thousand percent. If you guys haven't smashed the like button, smash the like button wherever you guys are watching this. If you're watching on Facebook, share. If you're watching on Twitter, if you guys want to smash the like button. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. Um, that way, you get notified when all of our shows go live. All right, before we get out of here, Jay Spence, Joe Miller, tell these guys where they can find all of your content coming up this offseason leading into the season. Jay Spence. Uh, Well, um, actually, there's going to be a day change for me. I'm normally right now I'm live on Monday nights and the show goes on or in pod form on Tuesdays. Now I'll be starting to go live Tuesday nights, and but this doesn't start until September. So you still got, you know, another month of me on Monday nights, but starting in the season. Find me Tuesday night on YouTube and all that stuff, so that way we can uh, we can make it happen. I'm not missing Monday Night Football. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my name is Joe Miller, and you can uh, find me on uh, the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network as well, the Overreactions uh, Sports Podcast. Uh, here's the thing. So everybody listens to or consumes podcasts. Mine and Jay Spence's are about the only two podcasts out there right now that are recorded live on YouTube. So my show is at 9 o'clock on Sunday nights. Spence's is on Monday nights right now at nine o'clock soon to be Tuesday nights at nine o'clock. Here's the thing. Do us a favor. If you're loving the content from us, jump over to rumblings, like, and subscribe there too. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. Uh, Rumblings is a little bit behind uh, the curve and everybody else. As far as the network, Uh, Spence has done a very good job. He took it over last year and we've been growing this thing. We want to keep growing it, but uh, you can find Spence and I also together for the Humpty hotline on Wednesdays at nine o'clock and a lot of the, the the usual suspects are here as well but if you have not yet liked and subscribe liked and subscribed to uh the rumblings uh youtube channel please do so otherwise it's been just a blast to be here chatting buffalo bills with you guys thank you guys so much for having us it has been awesome having you awesome. guys on here i mean we've tried to do this a few weeks ago yeah life happens um i'm sure it won't be the last time we'll try to get you guys on during the season we'll do we'll do something during the season um before we get out of here um a lot of the stuff that's going on in, in, in these two guys right here, if you guys don't follow their content and if you guys don't um, engage with them on social media and you guys don't watch the podcast and all that good stuff, please do. Um, these two guys are really awesome. They're really awesome friends of the brand, yes. really awesome humans. Indeed. Um, first and foremost, they're awesome people. Um, and I just last night I was on the Red Zone Report and I just kind of want to end it. Let, let's just try to make a, a, a conscious effort to just be nicer to each other. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't I don't like to talk about that stuff uh, when I bring up my Bills content. Let's just all do our part. Whatever that is for you, do it. Do it the right way, and let's be nice to each other, and let's treat each other with some respect. And that's all I got to say for A. Rich, my guy, my brother, my best friend, for Jay Wait, Spence. Can I say one thing? Spence. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Of, one course, thing? of course, Jay of course. Spence. Yo, I want to thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. Y- y'all taking care of my sister. I love he- TSL. Shout out oh, to yes. your sister. She's my sister addition. too. That's fine. I wasn't, I wasn't speaking for you. I feel you, but I mean, like, I, I just, I, I appreciate you guys for, for the addition. I think she's going to make a great addition to your team. I think that, um, yes. you know, it's just, it's, it's awesome. And I just love, I love how y'all embraced her, how y'all took her in. And I'm, I'm excited for the season. I'm sorry to kill you. Your ending right there, but no, I just no, had no, 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 no
is genuinely an awesome person. Um, I spoke to her a little bit on the side. Akeem had a meeting with her last night, and then I spoke to her a little bit on the side this morning. She's she's a really good person, and she fits in, and that's – how could we not want her? She's awesome. Right. So, yeah. right. And, and I appreciate you sending her our way. So. Yeah. yeah, T was a super early adopter to my show in 2019, so she is special. And, yes, everybody, consumer content. The only thing I have – is whichever one of y'all needs to put a battery in that smoke detector, I don't know how you're sleeping tonight. That's a rich. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's definitely me. That's definitely me. That's that's why I had the show on mute uh, for the whole time because it was bothering me as well. So, yeah, definitely after the show, that's Yo. the first thing I'm going to do is change that smoke detector. Uh, all right. I, I appreciate you guys. Um, Yo, you, wow. I, you, you guys know that we support you guys, and I know you guys appreciate support it. our stuff. So Love we'll you. talk Love soon. You. And – for A. Rich, for Jay Spence, for Joe Miller, I'm DM3. As always, go Bills. Bills Be kind to each Bills. other, and we'll see you on the next one.